0: I love those J-I-M Making our spirits bright. What fun
1: it is to ride and sing and song tonight. This is In the Know for Tuesday, December 7, the 341st day of 2021. There are 24 days left in the year. Good morning, MB guiding you through In the Know at K105. Bells, On Litchfield Country jingle Station 1039 The Moose, live online at K-105. K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll get you even ready, more ready, and closer to the upcoming Christmas holiday. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In. The, no, he is the five-time winner of the Covenant Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even, uh, Litchfield. Short, Creek, Short Creek, Short Creek. Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Just kind of going through my Christmas shopping, trying to check people off my list. Um, I know, don't buy you anything with ketchup. No, with tomatoes. You like ketchup, you don't like tomatoes, correct? Fair. All right. What is your, uh, what is your least favorite food?
2: Oh gosh. Did, I mean, yeah. tomato, like, does it have <laughs> it to be could, like a dish? That it can be anything. Oh, like, just, is
1: there a food that you, that uh, you like don't, least I, of all?
2: I don't particularly like tofu. <laughs> That's uh, the
1: number one thing that most people say. It's, no.
2: it's a texture thing for me that, uh,
1: Tofu is uh-huh. the the food that Americans uh-huh. hate most. Follow, I don't know if
2: I, "hate" is a strong word.
1: Followed oh, by God. liver.
2: I don't then, know that I've ever had liver.
1: Followed by yogurt. Those are the in that, in that order. Those are the three foods that Americans say they hate the most. I don't know. Go figure. Over there in chair number three, we say good morning. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows them as their worship I and discipleship minister. Their name's UConn Social Cornelius. Security Administration My knows him as Tennessee Cook.
2: We love him and call
1: him Yukon Cornelius. Humble Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good to see you. You're driving the church bus today,
0: aren't I you? I am. Good. I'm uh, driving her around town, so if you
1: see me off, you really can't miss it. Are you out testing the limits of all the drive throughs to see uh, how many drive throughs you can get through in the church bus? I'll make a Facebook post
0: later. Uh, Do not do the clearance at (laughs) so-and-so. I got you. Trust me.
1: That's good. Uh, Did you have a good time at the craft fair on Saturday? I know you were set up there.
0: I did. I appreciate the folks who stopped by and said hello and. Purchased a CD for missions. There was a lot of folks that came through the doors that
2: day. And you had pretty good weather, too. All things yeah, considered for, nice for Saturday in December.
0: Parade and everything was was nice, I'm sure. So,
1: Did you make new friends?
2: Mm, well, I mean, I tried. <laughs> that didn't sound too confident.
1: I mean, I, I tried to make new friends. I, that's, that's something I've observed about you is that You make acquaintances and friends most everywhere you go. I mean, like my mother mentioned running into you at a wedding not too long ago. Yeah, that is correct. You're always leaving an impression on people wherever you go. I
2: apologize. You know that other than somebody that didn't work here, Dennis was the first person that I really met in Grayson County. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Him and Joey... (laughs) <laughs> scared me to death at the uh at the Fiddling fest. We apologize, uh, but they that created is... a petition for to put them on the air more oh, I recall and it got little three little signatures. And yeah, <laughs> look at
0: where we are now. Who
1: was the third? <laughs>
2: Me.
0: Uh, you, <laughs> oh. We gave him a dollar. <laughs> he even
2: signed it. Very good. Must when you have, have. two large <clears throat>
0: men come at you and say, sign the piece of paper. Why can't we just yeah. be men, Sam?
1: Yeah. well, you two are both very tall. You're intimidating. Yes, we you are. You towered. Remember you, that. You, you yeah. towered beside Sam because he's also <laughs> tall. Uh, cold day today, so it's going to feel like the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see maybe off to our north even a few flurries. I think we're not likely to see flurries. In our neck of the woods. So, um We better not. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm I'm out on the out on the snow uh flurries. But thirty six, that's insulting, Dennis. We gotta have a high better than thirty six, don't we? Frigid. Like I brought my winter coat out today. I wanna be in Louisville tonight. Do you think I'll see snow flurries? I think there's a good chance you'll see snow flurries this evening. And then the overnight low is going to be thirty, then forty eight tomorrow. You got some festivities going on? Yeah, we're all celebrating. uh,
0: We're having a little uh staff party with the the church staff
1: i bet staff parties get wild at church oh man just (laughs) we're hoping we're holding me back by eight in bed (laughs) you know what i mean 48 is the high for tomorrow overnight low back down around 30 then warmer on thursday 58 is the high we could see some flash flooding in certain areas of the region on friday with a high of 70 and an 8 in 10 uh, 10 chance of rain and and are a 4-10 chance of rain again for Saturday.
2: Are we going to be able to get over the bridge in, in downtown Browntown to get to the game?
1: Listen, if the water gets that high, there are a <laughs> lot of people in, in trouble. I mean, the water can obviously get out of the banks of the Green River. Uh-huh. But if it gets that high, then mercy, look out. <laughs> listen, my sinuses can't take this temperature change stuff much longer. It is. Listen, this is the this is the most Kentucky forecast you've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, from 36 today to 70 on Saturday... Goodness gracious. And then uh, late Sunday night into yesterday morning, it confirmed tornado in Scott County, yes. a rare tornado in December in Kentucky. Uh, the uh, National Weather Service said it indicated an EF1 tornado packing winds of up to 95 miles an hour struck the community of camping ground well, in Scott County on I knew, Saturday, Sunday night.
2: It was weird. I was coming back from, from northern Kentucky this weekend, and Sunday night is when I was driving back, and it was weird driving down the parkway because you know you can really kind of get a a true feeling of the weather surrounding because of how flat it is, and seeing lightning off in the distance in mm-hmm. like early december it's weird. like, this, yeah. is, wow, this is weird
1: yeah, I remember a big wind storm it's been about uh, eleven years ago now, this almost exactly this time of year, and it had a big pow- big lot of wind damage let's, in let's december but that, that doesn't so, mean eleven
2: years ago turns into well, I think yeah. we,
1: we had it already. I think I think our December storm was the other night.
2: So, Well, I'm saying, but what happened 11 years ago in the winter, too? Wasn't that the ice storm? No, it was 12 years oh, okay. ago. That
1: was in nine <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're good. Uh, Senator Bob Dole's casket will lie in state in the U.S. Capitol tomorrow. No, actually on Thursday, as congressional leaders honor the former Republican presidential candidate and World War II veteran who served in Congress for 36 years. We talked about his passing yesterday and kind of what he meant to uh, our nation and uh, a statesman kind of from a a bygone era. I know everybody, when there's a passing like this, I know um, uh, my wife says, you know, nobody speaks ill of the dead type of thing. Um, But so sometimes when you hear that, you wonder, are you getting people's true feelings on this? But uh, the reason I ask is because I was moved at the level of bipartisanship from people on both sides of the aisle that came talking, singing the praises of Bob Dole and what a leader he was, uh, that he was not afraid to come up with a compromise in Washington and that he wanted, first and foremost, to see government work for people. I think people. that's what
2: Biden said. Something along the lines of that was it's kind of like he always knew that he was somebody that he could talk to on the other side and get something to work.
1: Yeah, he seemed like he had an open mind and understood that you can't get everything that you want and also you can't give everything away Government is about compromise and trying to do the most good possible. So he will lie in state in the Capitol Rotunda on Thursday, which is always a very moving thing when you see it happen mm-hmm. in our nation. Governor Bashir announced yesterday nearly 4,900 new COVID cases diagnosed in Kentucky on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. There was about 2,300 Saturday, about 1,200 Sunday, and about 1,300 yesterday. There were a combined 198 COVID-related deaths, and the positivity uh was nine point one three yesterday, down from Friday's nine point two one percent. Hospitalization's back up. So I think we're seeing that uh we're That's definitely going. in another, you know, we're in another virus escalation. Now what you the key is you want the hump to be you want the hump to be shorter, um not as tall as the one previously went, we went through. When we saw a little uptick midweek last week, I conjectured: is this the Thanksgiving? Is this the repercussions of the Thanksgiving gatherings? And we thought maybe that was a little bit premature at the time. What we're seeing now, I yes. think, is the, is the recoil from Thanksgiving gatherings that we saw. And hopefully it's short-lived and it turns mm-hmm. and it goes back down. Right. But, you know, here we go again. He did mention a big upswing in vaccinations over the last week, which is good news. I, know uh, I get
2: my booster tomorrow.
1: You do get your booster tomorrow. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, even Edmondson County, who had been able to keep their rates low, are now they've got a, a incidence rate of forty. They've got one elementary school that's dismissed for the remainder of the week. Mm. Yeah,
2: South Edmondson, I
1: think. Yeah, and so you're seeing, um, and you know, I, I, those are some of the things that grew out of the pandemic, is doing that isolated closure rather than closing an entire district, being able to close individual schools right. when when needed that's something that we've learned that we didn't know a couple of years ago. Close to home 21 new cases of the virus diagnosed since the last update on Friday by the Grayson County Health Department no new deaths reported but our hospitalizations are up. Five people are currently hospitalized that's four more than Friday and uh, so keeping an eye keeping an eye on things. Uh, I know there's you know people who have family members that are you know struggling and suffering and fighting fighting for their lives and um, yeah, still continues to be and a concern. Kudos to all the healthcare
0: workers who are just continuously uh serving these people and uh it has to take a toll on
2: them as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean the Probably level of no fatigue, words. just a just a long term type of mm-hmm. type we, of fatigue. We think
2: we're fatigued and covering, you right. know, and talking about it, but mm-hmm. it's not even like They're a dealing small percentage it. of what they have to be feeling. Yeah.
1: You know, I, something just occurred to me and really didn't uh, you know, prepare to kind of get into the weeds on this a little bit. But the, I just had this thought. In times of American tragedy, you see a lot of young people choose to enlist in our armed services because they see a need for the call to protect our nation. 9-11 did that. We've got an entire generation of uh, servicemen and women now that answered the call from 20 years ago and said, I want to serve my country in that regard. And I think similar things can happen in healthcare. There are young people now that will say, I saw the importance that healthcare workers played in the lives of Americans during this pandemic. The problem is, is that during a time where you saw a lot of people leave the profession because of fatigue, they couldn't quickly spin up and get that next generation. So they're in this no man's land where mm-hmm. people have left the profession, because they were either close to retirement. You've got some people that were recently retired that said, I'm gonna, you know, dust off my scrubs and get back into the game. Right. But not to the level that you need for the reinforcements to keep from just an overwhelming sense of fatigue. So there's a, a lot of moving parts Very to true. That, that are Very true that, that are concerning. Massive amounts of federal aid have given Kentucky a once in a lifetime and a once in a generation opportunity to guarantee basic necessities and build on economic momentum showing the grassroots benefits that uh, maybe outweigh the partisan rancor over a coronavirus pandemic relief. The governor recounted meeting Kentuckians who, for the first time, will have access to clean drinking water from their home taps thanks to projects backed by the federal assistance. Wastewater projects will attract companies and jobs to industrial sites, while homes blacked out from the Internet will someday tap into wireless service thanks to federal help.
2: How sad is that, though, that you just said... First time having access to clean drinking water, and it's 2021.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't believe it. You know, I think of eastern Kentucky uh, when I hear that, and that's predominantly where it is. But, you know, I shared a story with you back in October where I have a friend in extreme western Kentucky that they still use a well. And I thought, wow. Amazing. I mean, Amazing. it's, it's – I, I wouldn't have ever – it's there's, something that we just sort of take for granted.
2: I know that there's people in Grayson County that still drink out of a well. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I
1: they may be choosing to do that.
2: No, that is <clears throat> knowing the person that I'm thinking of. It wouldn't shock me, but
1: yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't know all the nuance on that, but I think I think uh, you know a few years ago it was determined that anyone that wanted access should have it, but that might not be universally true. I don't know, but there will be a lot of people trying to take credit for the economic aid. You know, there's another, there's a huge amount of maybe 1.1 billion or some they've already spent half of it and now they've got the other half to allocate in the state to what they want it to do but they do stand with a very unique opportunity and there'll be you know there'll be several people that are trying to take credit for um Kentucky's windfall in that regard and I think there's enough credit to go around i i think I think most importantly it's investing it wisely is the key rather than figuring out you know who's responsible for its arrival? Let's look at it and go. All right, what do we do with it as Kentuckians? I don't. Why, to does, invest it, it?
2: why does it matter who gets to say, "Oh, I did that"? Well, it all matters.
1: That matters is it matters because it matters to the people that are trying to make sure that they get the credit. Is because we have this election cycle. Yeah, yeah, in.
2: and I understand that, but I wish that that's one of the things that's almost wrong with politics is that we need to get to the point where it's like, "Hey, I'm just doing this because it's the right thing."
1: The old adage is, uh, <laughs> and Dennis, it's it's like if you have to introduce yourself as a Christian, you you're probably you probably selling something, yeah, <laughs> because it, it it should be known. But in the same, in that vein, if you have to claim credit for something, you probably don't deserve it, <laughs> because if you people will give, most often they should give you credit if you they recognize that you were exactly. responsible. That's kind of what I'm saying. Uh, but we are entering, you know, you've seen Governor Bashir, he's had the unenviable task of leading through uh, hopefully something that we never have to endure again. But now he also has to – he he gets some credit with some people for his leadership, but then he gets a lot of blame from people. And so he has to figure out a way to create messaging in advance of 2023 when the next uh, gubernatorial election is. He's got to make sure that his messaging isn't all about COVID – Right, he has to start now, selling the non-COVID things that have happened on his watch, so that he isn't wearing the coat of COVID mm-hmm. at, in the in the next election cycle. And they've started True. doing that, talking about you know some of the robust economic things that have happened over the last year, the Ford, you know, uh, uh, the battery plant, the you know major major investments in Kentucky that have happened. Uh, during his watch, so you'll you'll see them start to work a little bit harder because he is without a doubt wearing the coat of COVID uh, right absolutely.
2: now. Absolutely, and I'm sure if you asked him, he'd love to take that off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so would I. Uh, the U.S. Um, is planning a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. Okay. When I got home yesterday and was only passively paying attention to the news headlines and i heard that the us was planning some type of boycott of the beijing winter olympics i just about flipped my lid
2: uh oh because that, that would have been like number 1 on the list of you don't do to you you can't you can't take the olympics away
1: from from me especially when i had to w- endure the delay in the summer olympics
2: sure. when was the last time was it 80? 80
1: 80 um, I think in 84, no, was, yeah, in 84, the Russians didn't come to Los Angeles, yeah. right. but we didn't participate in the 1980 Olympics, but turns out, I think I've got that right. Uh, it pl- turns out this is a diplomatic boycott, so we're not sending our big wigs. That means, um... The vice president doesn't get to go, and it means that the other heads of state don't get to go, but oh. the athletes are going and competing, so we won't know, we won't realize any different. Well, At this least, is sure news I needed
2: to hear. I'm sure that they're happy that this is not like it's, you know, the Hawaiian Olympics or something, that they, they're losing a trip to Hawaii <laughs> or something. Instead, <laughs> wouldn't it's happen. the cold Beijing. Well,
1: listen, I'm no fan of ch- China, and I'm certainly no fan of human rights abuses, but I... There's a part of me that says, I'm fine. I'm fine not sending diplomats and envoys yeah. to the Olympics. It's probably wasteful anyway. Sure. Um, the Chinese are calling it grandstanding, and it is grandstanding a little bit. If you really wanted to get serious, like if you really wanted to take on China, you wouldn't send the athletes. And so if you're going to make that play, be pre- are you prepared to go all in, I guess is my question. Or are you willing to just kind of say, no, we're not going to send any important people over there. The important people are the athletes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. To me. So don't. You know. and, and every place that has the Olympics
0: has a major issue that you can boycott.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Major. That's you can find true.
2: it. Yeah. I mean, look at the, the World Cup. I know that there's a lot when that's mm-hmm. happening next fall in Qatar. I know that there's a lot of mm-hmm. controversy surrounding that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: It'll just be get to the be, to the point where you can't have anything. Yeah, you know, yeah, just everybody's just, you can't have. Well, and, you in, in have twenty anything. twenty
2: eight, they'll have something because that's when it's in LA.
1: Oh, you think we won't do anything to get boycotted by then? I sure, well, you won't know well,
2: I mean? care because your athletes will still be competing, so you won't care, will you? <laughs> you don't true. care who else is competing. I don't care if the rest of the world <laughs> comes.
1: I just So long as I can play my Uuzela or whatever that horn Vuvuzela. is. Uuzela. Yeah, South a, Africa. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, derby winner Medina Spirit collapsed and died earlier this week. The three-year-old yeah. Colt, uh, Colt whose Kentucky Derby victory in May, came under some scrutiny because of positive drug tests, collapsed, and died after a workout yesterday at Santa Anita in Southern California. Tragic uh, Sad. Tra- tragic to hear. That's a bastard uh, horse, Heard too. that yesterday, yeah. And um, someone is being referred to as the Grinch struck a neighborhood in Florida. It's called Yulee. In the middle of the night, someone could be seen on camera getting out of a truck and stealing two Christmas chicken decorations from Brian and Tabitha Strouders' front yard. The theft happened in the Timber Creek Plantation in Eulley, Florida. Strouder reported the theft to the sheriff's office but has no idea who the grinch is. She said, "I just want them to stop. It's wrong. It's one of the 10 commandments." Well, that's that's true. <laughs> it, that's good. Do you think the grinch, not grinch? Do you think the grinch I mean, lived still. by the 10 commandments? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't thing. kill anybody. That's <laughs> really oh. Just don't be a grinch. We have yeah. got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know.
0: December 7th,
1: 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Eighty years ago today, our nation was attacked in uh, Pearl Harbor and a a lot of the coverage today about that, some you know, milestone commemoration being eighty years. Yeah. I saw saw John Dickerson on some of the early morning news programs today on C B S. He was doing a stand up from the USS Arizona Memorial and it was just pouring rain. I mean it's just No I no. you, you know, been wow. to Hawaii a couple times. Have you been to Pearl Harbor? Soon. I have. I've been to the USS it's a different place. I mean, it's there because you, you kind of
2: have to want to get there, don't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, it's not. I mean, you go. You have to. Uh, you have to go by boat. You know, you have a visitor center. It's part of the National Park Service, and you go there, and um, it's very somber. I mean, you can just you can feel the energy when you leave the visitor center, and you you cross the harbor and to get over to the wow. actual memorial itself, and then you know when you look down, you can still see um, you know ships underwater, and then when you're when you're out there, uh, and then some of them poking up through the water still. When you're there and you see that oil sheen, when you realize uh, 80 years later there's still petroleum, there's still oil in the USS Arizona that's seeping up out of the sea, and it gives kind of that rainbowy sheen there. Occasionally, an air bubble or two will come up, and it's just very. I mean, it, it's you don't you don't feel like making a sound, you don't feel like saying a word, you just. You understand what happened there. And so if you've never been, uh, you owe it to yourself to go. And in ways, you owe wow. it, in ways, you owe it to the greatest generation to go because it was a pivotal moment in our nation's history. I mean, we were, we were trying to take a left turn, and all of a sudden that happened, and we took a right turn. And we next thing you know, we were in World War II, which in, it tested but forged the greatest generation. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll, soon, we'll soon lose all of them. Um, and very important. If you don't know a lot about Pearl Harbor, um, study it and, and be prepared to share that information and, you know, and, and keep that, um, keep that a date, which will live in infamy, you know, in focus on the infamy of, of that and make sure that we always remember what happened. It was that generation's nine 11 and that generation also lived through nine 11 but if you have some if you have some semblance of how you felt on September on late in the morning and then on September 12th of 2001 if you if you know how you felt you sort of have a little idea on uh, how Americans felt on December 7th 1941 when learning of that uh, when learning of the news. It is also National Letter Writing Day today.
2: Gosh, I haven't done that in a while.
1: It is Cotton Candy Day today. Most of the time I'll pass on the cotton candy. Same. and I,
2: I have a feeling, though, you have a certain five-year-old in your life that probably enjoys yeah, she, herself some cotton she candy. She loves
1: it. <laughs> I find it's not worth the hassle. It c- for the, the, the sticky, sticky uh-huh. it's it's not worth the it's it's well in ways it's the dessert equivalent of crab legs. Well, I like <laughs> crab legs, but I don't want to have to crack them open to get the goodness mm-hmm. out. Just give me something else that well, I don't have to work for.
2: When you talk, when you take her to her first baseball game, though, you got to get her some some cotton candy. Well,
1: to be clear, she's already been to a baseball. game. Oh, she game. has. <laughs> to be clear, um, but I don't think she's had cotton candy at the baseball game. So Is, I we isn't will un-American. We will tie those two did, things to together.
2: Child that age, not get cotton candy at a at a baseball game. Well, did she at least get some ice cream? Or
1: I have a defense. I don't feel comfortable in sharing my defense publicly on why she didn't have cotton candy. Wow. But I think Can when you you, this, once you hear the nuance, you might understand that I'm not all bad. Sam, this is all you. It's also <laughs> it's also Trick Shot Day today. The Harlem Globetrotters, the originators of the trick shot created this occasion to celebrate the kind of shots they are famous for and to give fans an opportunity to showcase theirs. I know the Globetrotters have been around for a long time, but the Globetrotters kind of hit their stride when I was a kid because they had a Saturday morning cartoon. Scooby-Doo. Their their marketing vehicle, yeah, their marketing machine really took off in the late 70s and early 80s, and you had the era of Curly Neal and Meadowlark Lemon and those Mm -hmm. guys that kind of went next level for the Globetrotters In ways, they're kind of riding that wave today. But it it has been enjoyable to me to, um, speaking of that five-year-old, it will be fun for me to let her experience that in a few years because I remember seeing Anna. You know, when Anna saw the Globetrotters at Diddle Arena and, you know, is is doe-eyed to it and doesn't know all of the, you know, doesn't know all the moving parts and all those things to see kids get excited. Yes, over the globe trotters and their trick
2: shots and I, all that is neat. I've never been. I know that they would always come in between Christmas and New Year's in Cincinnati, and I'd always ask my parents for for tickets and and. Uh,
1: they do a good job. Now, they do now. Their their merch is a little pricey. You know, it's like getting <laughs> to me. getting to the game. Maybe not too bad, but um, if you if you want the iconic uh, red, white, and blue basketball or the mm-hmm. uh, or the jersey. Yeah,
2: well, wasn't Orlando Antigua, who's UK assistant coach, you know, doesn't he have a Harlem Globetrotters connection?
1: Maybe I don't. I, I don't recall. Does. you. So. he might. He might possibly. So anyway, those are the things going on today. Uh, coming up this weekend, you do need to be aware, Dennis. I saw you post about your cantata at First Baptist Church uh, this weekend, and I, and I must say, when I saw the posting for it, I thought, do they need an extra bass singer by any chance? Mm. Uh, is it too late to? To too lear- late to learn the repertoire oh, yeah all right too next, late next time maybe i'll, I'll hop on uh what uh, tell us about your cantata for this year
0: yeah the uh, thanks for letting me share it is uh, this sunday night uh, at 6 p.m and we are meeting in our chapel the the uh the brick education building there that you see on main street at 6 p.m and uh, our choir uh, of course went over a year without meeting uh, due to the pandemic and we came back in September, the first Wednesday of September, and we have met every week since. And um, uh, it's so it's been so good to be back. And uh, we started out socially distanced in rehearsals, and have made our way into our current formation now. And it's it's a great picture of our church to get the multi generational group together to sing. And this Sunday night will be uh, we'll be sharing some familiar Christmas songs, uh, some songs that maybe you haven't heard before. And this is open to the public. Uh, There's room for anybody that wants to come. We'll be excited to have you at 6. And then right after the worship service, we'll have a a dessert fellowship as well. I've had the privilege
1: of being in that sanctuary several times. And there is a neat spirit. that sanctuary without a doubt uh part of it is the age part of it is the architecture that's sort of some of it it's it's location it feels like old litchfield you know in its truest form and so uh that will be a neat experience and it it has to be neat as the choir too to be able to to sing where you're normally in the family life center over there right to be over in the sanctuary kind of seems extra special i would presume
0: it really is uh so that place is built for you know uh, worship and back in the day and we don't need microphones uh it's uh we use a grand piano without a mic and we are in the choir loft without mics and we don't need them it's mm-hmm. built perfectly for the acoustics of that uh so it's a wonderful place to enjoy the the christmas season and I, and I hope everybody can come out and join us
1: So I can't even come and, like, work the pitch pipe and give you your note to start or anything like that? Yeah, so about
0: 5 o'clock. How about that? And something else that's going to be fun for Sunday night is that uh, I want to get off the pitch pipe here real quick. Um, (laughs) uh, Emily Fife Harpist will be playing around 5.30 or so prelude music uh, up until the time of the cantata. So. Does Dr. Fife ever talk or does he ever walk around and say, my wife
1: is harping on me all the time?
0: <laughs> I say that stuff all the time. He just kind of looks at me like, really, I've
1: never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, really. That's a new one. Yeah, that's a yeah, new I, haven't, one. I haven't heard that before. Dictionary.com's word of the year is out. And we've been telling you, Merriam-Webster and some of the others, the uh, dictionaries were choosing vaccine mm-hmm. as their word of the year. Dictionary.com, going a different direction, their word of the year is allyship. Ally ship, I thought, I'd, I've i heard of uh, sailing ship. I've heard of other types of ships. An ally ship is actually an old noun made new again. It's dictionary.com's word of the year. The lookup site with 70 million monthly users took the unusual step of anointing a word it added just last month. Though ally ship first serviced in the mid 1800s, And uh, they said it might be a surprising choice for some. In the past few decades, the term has evolved to take on a more nuanced and specific meaning. It is continuing to evolve, and we saw that in many ways. So it's like a friendship. It's two allies. It's the relationship between two allies. Is that right, Sam? I saw it was on the screen a second ago.
2: Yeah, I got to put it back up there.
1: Yeah, I think so. If if to signify our friendship or a courtship or a – it's like the relationship of – so it says the relationship or status of persons, groups, or those cooperating with one another for a common cause. Okay. Allyship. Those Quite, are probably important. Good. They also... Um, I
2: like being different, too. I feel like vaccine sees the easy answer.
1: It seemed like low-hanging fruit to mm-hmm. me. You're like, well, duh. Yeah, give and I like this, like.
2: too, because it teaches us a new word.
1: Teaches us a new word. The most frequently used emoji of 2021 is tears of joy. 92% of the world's online population use emoji, Okay, but they studied which ones we're using the most, and tears of joy are greatly mm-hmm. uh, exaggerated, and that means overused, and it's the one we use the most. Is that the one in the middle? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big smiling with the tears coming out the eyes.
1: Okay. You don't use that one, Dennis?
2: That's the one I use. No. Do you just not tell jokes in your texts?
0: No, everything's very
1: serious. Mm. Uh,
2: (laughs) Knowing you, I can see that.
1: You use the flat-faced emoji. (laughs) I
2: like that
1: a lot. The emojis I send usually
0: have just (laughs) those bug eyes, you know, in shock of what the uh, other person just sent
1: me. Sorry, moms. Oh, no. Don't do this. PSA for moms. (sighs) Moms, you should be aware that the most popular holiday present hiding spot in the first is the first place your kids are going to look. You think you're outsmarting them, and that is not the case. The bedroom closet, 53%. <laughs> in a spare room, 31.5%. Coat closet at 26%. Under their bed, or I guess maybe under your own bed, 26%. In the trunk of the car, 25%. Ooh, <laughs> that one got me. Yeah, Uh, in a spare drawer or cabinet, in the basement, in the garage, under a couch, at someone else's house, in the attic, in a desk, outside, in a kid's room, in a shed, in a bathroom, in a storage unit. Who puts it in a kid's room? Yeah, Uh, because those kids probably never go in their room. No. (laughs) It's such a mess, and there's so much junk they can't get in there, so it'll be a safe place to hide it.
0: The laundry room is the best spot they never go.
1: Oh, yeah. They won't even go Mm -hmm. to take their
0: clothes in there. A friend of mine got, uh, we got caught in uh, early high school days in his grandmother's closet, (laughs) snooping for his gifts. And it was like 1991. (laughs) And he said, it's silk. It's a silk shirt. Back then it was cool. But then I heard high heels coming down the wooden hallway. (laughs) It was his mother. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So she was on the, I guess, then on the warpath? She was on the warpath. she path. knew what you all were doing. And I said, hello. I had no
1: idea. And I ran out of that house. <laughs> You've never forgotten it, though, have you? No, I haven't. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Hang around. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Oh, look at it. Really a
0: beautiful clock. Something else, huh, Russ?
2: Yeah, Dad.
0: Isn't it beautiful, Audrey?
2: She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen.
0: Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin.
1: <sighs>
0: this tree is a symbol of the spirit of the Goodwalt family
1: Christmas.
2: Dad, did you bring a saw?
1: <laughs> did you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, National Lampoons Christmas vacation was based on a short story in 1980 John Hughes yes that John Hughes wrote the short story Christmas 59 for National Lampoon magazine it would become the basis for the film that we all know and love love it we talked about it. I I would like to look up that short story yes now I'm sure it's available somewhere uh, to see how similar and of course it got mo- you know modernized into 1989, or I can't even remember what year it came out exactly. But he wrote it in 80, and he harkened back to, I think, 59, the year 59. Uh, I only found this out a couple of years ago. I've got a uh, plethora of did-you-knows today. Okay, Clark's boss is Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. I didn't know that for a long time, just Mm -hmm. learned it a couple of years ago. Mr. Shirley is played by Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, The Griswold Home was used in other films and shows. It might look familiar to older viewers because it's part of the back lot at Warner Brothers. The set was also used on Bewitched, The Partridge Family, and The Middle, among any others. So not only old shows, but The Middle is more of a a newer newer? show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chevy Chase was terrified during the toboggan scene. There was a lot of snow the day they filmed the big sled scene and he recalled nearly hitting trees several times while traveling at breakneck speed. Bingo. De- Dennis yesterday <laughs> yesterday the po- we were pondering the fa our favorite or the best Christmas movies of all time. Yeah. And we decided to put this one over in a category all by itself, okay? Uh or at least I did. I thought that it it because it goes in the series of vacation, European vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, that it's over here with special status that shouldn't it should not be out here amongst the other ratings of Christmas movies. Because the number of lines from the movie that find their way into everyday parlance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yesterday I ran into someone... He said he hung some Christmas lights outside over the weekend. I said, did you staple your shirt to the soffit? You know, did you? Right. Right. It's just everything that comes up is the... I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you there. Get yourself something real
0: nice. I think you've got to include it. If we're going to rank them, let's rank them. I don't think we can make special categories. I think it's the Mount Vesuvius of Christmas movies. It's over here at... Dennis is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. Okay. No, just because something is set in December.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) They they but it happened on Christmas. Mm -hmm. They used a real squirrel. The original plan was to use a trained squirrel for the chase scene inside the house, but the critter died. Oh gosh. Before he got to film his scene. Very carefully. Did you say trained squirrel? Mm-hmm. The crew yes. opted for a wild, untrained squirrel, which led to <laughs> utter chaos. Boy, did it. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. A wild, untrained squirrel. After the squirrel. scene, the squirrel said, no formal training. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ad lib. <laughs> um, fans had to accept there were new actors for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Since six years had passed since National Lampoon's vacation. The children had to be recast. Anthony Michael Hall was replaced by Johnny Galecki. Boy, I mean.
2: Johnny Galecki?
1: I mean, think about it like this. Johnny Johnny Galecki was in Christmas Vacation and then starred in Roseanne and then starred in The Big Bang Theory. I mean, even if he didn't do anything else in his career, that's up there. And then Juliette Lewis took over from uh, Dana Barron. And then perhaps most poetically, Roger Ebert... Pandit, the famous film critic only gave Christmas vacation two stars, saying sequence after sequence seems to contain all the necessary material to be well on the way toward a payoff, and then it somehow doesn't work. (laughs) Boy, was he wrong. It does work. I love it. Keeps working. I mean. Yes. Just unbelievable. Can I take you out in the desert and leave you for dead? Leave you for dead? (laughs) dead? (laughs) Oh, Clark, I'm just happy to be right here. The
0: little lights aren't twinkling, Clark.
1: (laughs) I mean, really. Think about it. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? (laughs) I don't know, Margo. I mean, this is a -a 12-month-a-year movie. This is, it really this is, is. This is not just a Christmas movie. This is a this is a twelve month a year movie. I think it's. so.
0: And there's some you know very sentimental, nostalgic, serious moments in there as well. It shows the reality of family first off. But then when he's up in the attic, that he's Ray Charles song, song yeah, the Ray I, Charles man. i, I band, I'm like, I I would just love to listen to the Ray Charles song all uh, the time. I know. I just I just know it up to where it stops in the movie. <laughs> Christmas brings a time.
1: That's just it's really yeah. good. So yeah, man. So, an elongated Did You Know today, but uh, a classic Christmas movie. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Nova. Point to ponders for today. First, it's right on cue that this is playing. Ask, I'll ask. If you had to get a tattoo of a song lyric, oh gosh, what would it be? Ooh.
0: My favorite hymn or song, worship song of all time is My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness. That's a long tattoo.
1: Uh-huh. So I'm gonna go with "In Christ Alone."
0: Okay. <laughs> something from "In Christ Alone."
1: <laughs> something that would be a little bit shorter. That was me. I drifted that way because I thought if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna like be radical and do that, I think I've got to do something that seemingly has redeeming value. I better not check a secular song because, well, <laughs>
2: yes, I, I got one that I could see you doing. Okay. What well, about on on U of K?
1: Hmm. Does that count? That counts as a song,
2: but I felt like mm. at least that has a connection to you. That maybe, maybe. I got, yeah, it could. Welcome be. to the jungle. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, as a Cincinnati Bengal fan, it's our anthem. Oh, okay. What about Grove Street Party? You want to put that? No, on
1: I think I'm. I think I'm out on that one too. A whole lot and, of money. And then my other, my other. Um, it's the, maybe the entire lyric is problematic. Uh, and then my other ponderance. Will the Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts reunion special on January the 1st? First, will it cause one Sam Gormley to buy an HBO Max subscription at least for a, uh, a week or a month?
2: When, what time is it on January 1st? Because I already have a conflict at, what is that, 11 a.m. on January the 1st? Yeah, that was, was going to
1: mm-hmm. be my second ponder. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about the reunion special, it's on demand. You can watch mm-hmm. it whenever you want.
2: Well, I watch it probably
1: you No, so you'll so you'll, and what I'm hoping is that, uh, for HBO Max for one month
2: my one mother, who is also a big Harry Potter fan will maybe uh, decide don't. to to drop that and I can mooch.
1: oh Sams Sam, Sam, don't be talking Sam. about sharing logins and uh-uh, well, just, you're part
2: of the problem. I, I, will, I have a trip planned in early January back there, so maybe that can be a all right if
1: you're in her home watching uh-huh, it then that will be okay, okay. Uh-huh. but don't be no be don't be stealing intellectual property
2: you've never done that have you.
1: Uh, I will tell you, uh, you would be surprised how few times I've done it um, because it's a philosophical thing for me on a, you know, if everyone does that, then there's no incentive for anyone to create anything, especially like composers like him over there. So <laughs> it, um, yeah, I was never big into the Napster or LimeWire or any of that phase. Um, so, all right. Television tonight. Dennis, what are you and Sarah going to be watching on Hallmark? Do
2: you know? Oh, you're going to Derby Dinner Playhouse, so.
0: Yeah, we're doing that instead. So unfortunately, we'll miss well, what,
2: what, he'll, what he'll be doing. Is he'll have his phone off to the side, watching Grayson County Cougar basketball against Apollo at seven thirty.
1: Huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds all right to me.
2: Good game, two third region teams.
1: If you, uh, after that, you can DVR and watch live in front of a studio audience. The facts of life and different strokes on ABC. Abbott Elementary is a series premiere on ABC. The Voice is on NBC, and NBC also has the People's Choice Awards. Nobody asked me, so can they really have the People's Choice Awards is, if, if uh, I weren't
2: asked? Is Abbott Elementary have a Abbott and Costello connection, or is it just...
1: Passionate teachers and a slightly tone-deaf principal are determined to help their students succeed.
2: How many of these, those shows have we had? Many. Uh, What's the
0: Facts of Life Different Strokes thing? Have they redone the episodes or something?
1: Okay, so um, I forgot you don't watch television. I'm sorry. Uh, Norman Lear. So Jimmy Kimmel is such a fan of Norman Lear and the, the programming that he created that over the last few years they've done live stage versions of old episodes of All in the Family and I think they did the Jeffersons.
2: They did another one and, you know, last year.
1: Yeah, they did. They've done uh, Good Times. They did Good Times, and now and they're just kind of wasn't it good? Awesome. Too? Yeah, yeah they're, they're really good. Yeah, okay. I think they're. I think they're good. And so this, they're taking on the facts of life in different strokes. Okay. Uh, this year with that, so it's actually pretty entertaining. Okay. To see it recast with different people and see you know the character still shining through, so like it. That's what's going on tonight. In addition to Cougar basketball. Today's highlight in history, this day 1941, the Empire of Japan launched an air raid on the U.S. Navy base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. In 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. America's last mission to the moon to date was launched as Apollo 17 blasted off from Cape Canaveral this date in 1972. Hard to believe it's been 50 years almost since we've been to the moon. It's amazing. Birthdays today. Bluegrass singer Bobby Osborne is 90. Okay. Baseball Hall of Famer Johnny Lee mm-hmm. Bench.
2: I saw that this morning.
1: Is 74 today.
2: The greatest catcher of all time. There's no argument. Larry
1: Bird is 65 <laughs> wow, today.
2: That's a that's a good one-two punch of top of their sports. 65.
1: Maybe top of their sports, yeah, but, yeah.
2: I'm not talking about good humans.
1: I don't even know. I don't even know if he's a good or bad human. I just don't like him.
2: You don't um, like Johnny Bench or? Larry oh, I Bird. love Johnny
1: Bench. I don't like Jerry, uh, Larry Bird. Why don't you like Larry Bird? Because he played for Boston. Hey, I love. I'm Magic all the way. I love. Major I am Johnson. Magic and the Lakers. I am not powering through the not the Celtics. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's a really good story Boston. that Nolan Richardson tells of his first experience with yes, Larry Bird. I've Have heard you heard that? that? It's good. fantastic. It's good.
1: I've I've been. I've been in Larry Bird's driveway. Does that count for anything? Yes, it does. I've been
0: in his sports bar in French Lick and had a great hamburger. Do
1: you typically hang out in bars?
0: Well, I mean, it was a restaurant. Okay. Well,
1: why didn't you call it his restaurant? Did you well, sit in well, the bar? Well, because
0: I think that's what it's called.
1: See? C, is, can you drop this? <laughs> C. Thomas Howell was <laughs> born in '55. Broken. No, my, is '55 today. My dropper's broken. And Sarah Bareilles is 42 today. Gone, but not forgotten. <sighs> oh, great. Louis Prima, born in 1910. Ted Knight, born in 1923. If you're looking for me, I'll be in the bar. Hey, Harry you know, Chapin, born in 1942.
0: I'm gonna meet everybody where they are. <laughs> oh, there's no you know, ends absolutely. of the earth for
1: evangelism. Yeah. It wasn't go ye therefore into some nations. Yeah.
2: Sir. Was it a good hamburger? It was, Sam. Thank you. That's for all asking. the vendors. <laughs>
1: 1960. Floyd Kramer, number one. Last also day. got to see his used Dream
0: Team jersey and shoes. There. Okay, that's cool. That was pretty neat.
1: Enough
0: about Larry Bird.
1: He's, he's human.
0: Time
2: he's time a really good here. player. He Just was? Cup,
1: 1969. Blood, there, sweat, and tears, number one. Cold. i never heard this song. I don't like it. This I like Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It's good. Mm-hmm. We did, uh, in marching band one year, we did uh, uh, God Bless the Child. And when I first heard it, I was like, we're going to play what? And then it actually mm-hmm. turned out really good. It was uh, did a good job on the field with that, with the arrangement. In 1978, Barbara Streisand know? and Neil Diamond, You Don't Bring Me Flowers. Ugh. I think I played this in a piano recital one time. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> and you don't Does Neil Diamond sing another song other than Sweet Caroline? America. Uh, They're coming to America. Love on the Rocks. I'll never forget. I was doing doing uh, a game at a high school, and the PA guy was singing along to Sweet Caroline as he played it. <laughs> <laughs> he would turn down. And wait for the crowd to start singing, and no one sang, so he just got on the mic and was singing himself.
1: Rick Burgess does a great bit about a uh, PA announcer at a junior pro football game, who's like he's he's DJing, you know, shouting (laughs) out to everybody in the crowd and all that.
2: Yeah, really good.
1: I'm glad I don't have to go to that school anymore. George Michael, number one in 87 with Faith. On, in Vogue, Don't Let Go, number one in 96. Chris Brown, Run It in 05. And Hosier, Take Me to Church, seven years ago today, was number one. Hmm. Uh, you can go to church on uh, Sunday, but in particular Sunday evening. Yeah, Dennis? That's one right. more time on the cantata? Six o'clock, 106 East Walnut Street. Help see everybody there. Okay. <laughs> Will there be any songs that I enjoy? Yes. Just name one song that I'll like. Oh, Holy Night. Okay, that's. That's my favorite Christmas song, actually. I knew it, so see? you did a good job with that. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There has never been a meaningful life built on Easy Street. There has never been a meaningful life built on Easy Street. True. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.